Monsters and madmen rejoice. It is time for the great American creep show. <laughs> Welcome back to the great American creep show, the podcast that occasionally brings you the same tired topics you've heard 1 million times, but with a funny and mostly idiotic twist. Tonight's host, Papal Scooter. Hey, 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 hey. Calm down, guys. Four Calm claps. down. Four claps. Calm four. down. That joke. What? <laughs> Terrible. You didn't get it. I 100% got it. Hey, you sure about that? I'm, I got it. Yeah. Yeah, I got it. You thought it was funny. I thought it was funny. It's pretty funny. In case you didn't notice, Poopy Lukey's back in the hot seat. <clears throat> and as always, I've got the... Puffster, Puffy Combs, and the Great Rager Tooth. Oh, he just puts us together. Yeah. yeah with a clap at the end. It's called yeah. Time Efficiency, fellas. He's just a dick. We got to keep it moving. It's called right. It's called Grandpa Scooter's a dick. It has nothing to do with time efficiency. <laughs> yeah. It's he's a dick. And yeah. that's the kind of dick move he would do. I wouldn't even put a K on the end, just a DIC. Yeah. <laughs> like the Nintendo Touch Dick? Yeah. <laughs> How you been, Poopy? I've been great. Not listening to episodes pretty clearly because <laughs> you just made a reference to one and bum, bum, ba, dum, yeah. and that was one you were even on. Wait, yeah, you don't listen that. to the podcast, <clears throat> dude? I don't listen to nothing. He didn't listen anymore. to the podcast when he was on the podcast. He I don't listens, listen to anything anymore. He don't listen to anything. Start burning your hair. I don't think you're burning everybody. Gilbert Brantley back. <laughs> no, I really. <laughs> I, I haven't been on social media. Hey, yo, for Gilly Brantley back. Some about a truck and a farmer's field. <laughs> Luke fucking loves that song. Got the KC lights on my Jeep. <laughs> I don't drive a Jeep or have KC lights. Well, you should. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we are talking about, arguably... <laughs> He's such a fuck. <laughs> he asked me how I am, and then I got to respond, and he fucks yeah, me up. Nobody, I, I quickly realized <laughs> that I didn't give a shit. So, on with the topic. We are talking about, arguably... The greatest director from the 80s and 90s. I don't even know if it's arguable, right? Steven Spielberg. Yeah. Come on, Steven. Give it up for Steven Spielberg. Oh, Steve. OSS. O double S, yeah. OS squared. Yeah, not the Nazis. Just (laughs) his initials. Just throwing that out there. I'm just saying. But we're going to talk about a movie. Hell killer! Okay. (laughs) Here, don't recess something. Yeah, but before we get into uh, the great one, old double S, S squared, we're going to do a basically Reese. Is it true or false? Neither one is a reach. It's basically Reese. Basically Basically Reese. Reese. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, tonight's topic is basic Spielberg. Mm. Basic Spielberg. Is it true or false? (laughs) Neither one is a reach. It's basically Spielberg. Basically Basically Spielberg. Spielberg. All right, so the first question. All right. Which president presented Spielberg with the Presidential Medal of Freedom Award for his contributions to the entertainment industry? Mm, Okay. Was it A, Jimmy Carter? No. B, old Bill Clinton. C, George H. Bush. Or D, Barack Hussein Obama. Hmm. I'm going all in on uh, Barack Obama. Okay. I, I think probably Barack Obama as well. I'd say George H. Bush. See, you have to go with your gut, Lukey. It's D, Barack Obama. Yeah! 
All right. If you would have put Reagan on there, I almost did went with that one. But I was like, I already put Carter, and I didn't want to like go in order because then I'm, you know. <laughs> anyway, all right. Steven Spielberg was born in Ohio, fellas. Did you know that? Yes. Columbus. He was born in Ohio. But which city? I just made that up. Was it A, Cleveland? B, Akron? C, Cincinnati? Or D, Chillicothe? Cleveland. We got Cleveland from Papaw. I don't I'll, think that's right. Actually. I'm going to go D, uh, Chillicothe. Oh, we're going to go, okay, yeah. yeah most, yeah. most unlikely, you know? Correct. So maybe obvious. Poopy. I'd say Cleveland. All right. You are all wrong. It was C, Cincinnati. Hey! Oh, wow. In 1946. Yay for Cincinnati. The yeah, is dude. from our hometown? The Spielbergy. Yeah, I love it. 513. Yeah. yeah. I should have just guessed that one because of my love for the Natty, but I, yeah. 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 He's an avid Reds fan. Good on him. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> if he is or not. I'm just saying. I mean, be cool if he was it. I mean, he probably is. Probably. All right, next. <laughs> what was Spielberg's first film he ever directed? How old was he? Was it A, Firelight at 16? B, Jaws at 25? C, Wieners in Space at 69? <laughs> or D, Lunch with Sue at 22? So are you talking about first major movie or just Just first anything? movie he ever directed. First movie he ever directed. Firelight, 16. Jaws, 25. Wieners in Space, 69. <laughs> Lunch with Sue at 22. <laughs> I love how Wieners in Space I'm is going with, 69. Uh, yeah, I'm, go, yeah, I'm going with A. You're going with A going from with Papa Scooter? Yeah. B from Poopy? Uh, a was Fire, Firelight at 16. Firelight at 16. I'm also going to go with A, just knowing that he started at a very young age. It was A, Firelight at 16. Hi-oh! You have to keep in mind, it wasn't like very popular. It's just the first one he ever directed. Right. So. Well, I knew that there was he had directed multiple movies before Jaws, even big yeah. movies yeah. before Jaws. So, All right, moving on. Now, this is a true or false, so you have to pay attention to the words coming out of my mouth. Okay. True or false, Spielberg enrolled in Cal State to pursue a career in the entertainment industry. True or false? False. False. I mean, I'll go true just to be... Okay. Well, it is actually false because he actually dropped out of Cal State to pursue a career Shit. as a director. Papal takes the lead, does he not? So it's, he was still at Cal State, so it's kind of a trick question. I mean, he dropped out. Yeah, but how did he get he him? But, but he didn't. I asked what he enrolled in Cal State. For. But what did he study at Cal State? Medical. Hmm. Oh. All right. Which composer? I feel like you don't agree with me on that. I don't but, really, but we can move on from it. It's fine. I, 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 don't, like your, I don't like your tone right You're now. You're probably right. Fight. <laughs> okay, which composer did Spielberg collaborate with the most, notably on E.T. and Jurassic Park? Mr. Holland from Mr. Sonkin. <laughs> it, 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 it was not, what's his name? Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus. A. Maynard James Keenan. Henry Wagner. B. Vivaldi. C, John Williams, or D, Danny Elfman? I feel like I really want to go with the VAG on that, but... Uh, <laughs> Henry Wagner. It's always good to go with the VAG. Yeah. It's, it's always good. When in doubt, VAG it out. There it is. I'm saying Danny what they Elfman. Say. So we got Danny Elfman from Poopy. Uh, definitely not Danny Elfman. Um, I would be I mean, shocked. You didn't have to crap on his answer, though. Uh, yeah, sorry. 
He's, he's just here. So he did. take it again. It happens naturally. Uh, what was the first one again? Henry Wagner, Vivaldi, John Williams, yeah, or I, Danny Elfman. I don't know who John Williams is. I'm gonna have to go with A. Okay. Vivaldi strikes me as a composer that was from like a long time ago. Yeah. So I feel like that wouldn't have been. I and I could be dead wrong. Maybe he tra- transcends time. Um, because I, I got to try to catch up. And even the, even though my gut is to go with the vag, yeah, I think I'm going to go with John Williams. Puffy is correct oh, with C. Shit. Puffy John ties Williams. that shit up. Tie game. All right, bro. Now, now here we go. It's tied up. This is the tiebreaker. Okay, is this the last one? This is the last question. Okay. Which famous '90s animated series did Spielberg act as executive producer? A. Rugrats. B. Batman the Animated Series. C. Animaniacs. Or D. Powderpuff Girls. I'm between A and C on this. Yeah. I'm narrowed down to 50-50, yeah. Uh, it's between A and C. What was A again? Rugrats. Dude, it's I really am heavily leaning toward A. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. But Animaniacs. Sounds very familiar. So, to Animaniacs me would have been um, Warner Brothers. Right? Is that Warner Brothers? And what was the first one again? Rugrats. Rugrats, which I did not watch. Yeah. But it was very popular. I'm going with A. It was popular, but was it as. We got Poopy with Rugrats. I'm going to go with C. All right. So, you're going Animaniacs. It was just bigger. It was bigger. I'm also going to go A, Rugrats, just because one of us need, needs to yeah, win it. One of us so to let's win, go yeah. the opposite. I'll go A, Rugrats. Well, everybody, put a hand together for your winner. Grandpa Scooter with C, Animaniacs. I wanted it to be C. He's old, but, but not seen. Um, even a broken clock's right twice a day. I'm like, we have to go. <laughs> yeah, we got to pick different things. Yeah. Um, that was good. Yeah, Warner Brothers is just too big. That was good. Steven Spielberg is too big for a smaller cartoon. And I mean, Rugrats was huge. It but was huge. I, by comparison to Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers, that was characters. like my curveball because Rugrats was really popular. I mean, Batman the Animated Series was really popular, but but not he was never really. I knew that he was never affiliated with any, any Batman. Yeah, so that was yeah. out of the question immediately. Yeah. I knew it was either A or C. Yeah. All right, you guys ready to get started? Let's get it started. Let's get it going, man. So we're going to, in no particular order, we are just going to talk about our top 10 favorite Steven Spielberg movies from the 80s and 90s. And then after that, we're going to have like honorable mention where we talk about other movies because his catalog is far too vast to just narrow it down to two decades, right? But to stay true to the show, we're going to do 80s and 90s, a top 10 of our personal favorites in no particular order, and then we're going to do... Uh, honorable mentions. So, mm-hmm. can I ask a real question about Steven Spielberg? Just real quick, maybe you all can answer this because this has always baffled me. I've never looked it up. You know, I have Google. Okay, <laughs> he looks a lot like the scientist that gets choked out by the alien in Independence Day. Is that him? Remember the the alien like grabs him around the throat and uses him to talk. Not the same guy. No, I don't not. think it was the same. Guy. No, ah oh, man, they look a lot alike. Uh, yeah, but that's not the same. It's, that that's a actually pretty well known actor. Oh, well, let me send out an open apology to all people that I told that's who 
<laughs> <laughs> Don't listen to me. Don't, I know a lot of stuff, but some of the stuff I just pour on my ass too. So. <laughs> because I swore, I swore to Bob that was him, dude. You were telling everybody. Now I, I have, was. Now I have to Google the so, cast. Did you know? So I can tell you. <laughs> I actually remember going to see Independence Day with my friend Thomas. My friend Thomas Payne. And we're sitting there and I'm like, hey man, you know that Steven Spielberg, right? He was, is it? I'm like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that actor's name is Brent Spiner. Oh, Brent. Um, Ah. And I tell you that he's been in, he's actually been in a lot of stuff. He was in Star Trek. That was like one of his biggest things. He was Data, Um, wasn't he? Possibly. Mm. I hope so. I told a lot of people he was Data. Data, (laughs) yes. Yes, Data, yes. He was Data on Star Trek. It was he or was um, Data or it's easy, it's easy Data was Steven Spiner, Spielberg. Spielberg. Yeah. Spiner, Spielberg. He was in the second Independence Day as All well. Right. He was in... Um, I didn't mean to knock us off course there. I was just... I, I really did think that was No, you're good. you're good. He was in all kinds of stuff. All right. So, I mean, it, it's really hard to kind of break these down into popularity because all of these movies that we're about to talk about were absolutely just... You awesome. know what I mean? Like, they're just amazing in their own right and they all right. kind of stand yeah. on their own feet. Um, so let's just jump into it. Let's go. Um, let's start with Indiana Jones because we might spend a little bit of time on that. Yeah, classics. Um, as a kid, oddly enough, as much as I'm into '80s nostalgia and shit like that, I never really got into Indiana Jones that much. I enjoyed the movies, but I wasn't like overboard with it. You know what I mean? It was kind of just like I went. I went and watched them. I didn't collect any of the toys. I didn't do any of that you shit didn't have the it. whip or the no. fedora i just no. watched the movies and i'm like it's dope fedora fedora yeah that's dope but um so this is one of his this is in the top 10 of his highest grossing movies um what was the first one lost raiders of the lost, raiders Art of the lost first. Art. yeah so opening weekend this movie grossed eight million dollars worldwide it grossed 390 million dollars so my drop in 81 and was. adjusted for inflation being serious, $961 million. Gazillion yeah. In bucks. human dollars. In human dollars. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the first. In alien currency. Correct. And I think Raiders of the Lost Ark was kind of like his first big movie right after Jaws. I don't think he had yeah. anything in between 75 and 81. I know he had worked with uh, George Lucas a little bit. Well, he had Chlamydia. For those years too, yeah. so he was trying to get over that. So, yeah. well, I mean, he had 19, Is that real. Nineteen forty-one yeah. came out in seventy-seven. Okay, um, and I think Twilight Zone the movie came out in what seventy? Oh yeah, Twilight Zone. I forgot about Twilight. Eighty-three. Oh, was it eighty? I think it was Twilight Zone. Yeah. yeah. So, but did either one of those movies hit like? No, no, no. Like Indiana Jones no. or? No, I mean, so. obviously Twilight Zone the movie is awesome. Yeah, but oh, I, phenomenal. But movie. I don't. Yeah. But I don't think it hit right. in terms of like gross. Yeah. You know yeah. how much it made things like that. It's a shame. I had the whip. I had a fedora. Okay. I had the whole nine. To this day, Indiana Jones, the, like, if we're talking about the original trilogy, yeah. right? So right, Raiders, right. Temple, and The Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. Because Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls is just not good. And then the newest one, Dial of Destiny, is just okay. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf um, is a turd. I will fight you, Shia. <laughs> but Email me. But if you'd ever like to be on the show, we'd love to have you. And then we'll uh, fight afterwards. Yeah, and you and Reese can have a scrap in the parking Freaking lot pussy. afterwards. Um, okay. That's whoa. whoa. That is, you've got a lot of pent-up aggression <laughs> yeah. against Shia LaBeouf. I'm telling you what, man. Yeah, Take right. it easy, man. He was, a, he was, he was in holes. <laughs> he was a sweetheart. Was escalated quick. Uh, so Even Stevens, man. I, to this day, at 43 years old, if I'm like sitting around, I'm about to eat dinner, 
don't have the kids for the night or, or something. Wife's out. I'm just home alone, which is rare. But any night that I'm like Macaulay caulking it, Macaulay caulking it, <laughs> caulking it, right? Caulking it. <laughs> anytime, that's what I call it. anytime that I'm caulking at right. home um, and I can't think of like a movie to watch, I'll turn on Raiders or Temple or The Last Crusade or something like that. Yeah. They're my go-to. That The opening scene, man, and this is just Steven Spielberg. From man. Temple? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's so. it's one of the greatest opening scenes of all time. Uh, well, no, no, I'm talking about Raiders of the Lost Ark. That opening scene with the ball. Yeah, it's that. It's oh, I forgot that. That's in Raiders. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's like when he mm, he thought he had yeah, it. the switch with the sandbag yeah. and the statue and the it's it's amazing. Well, I, I, one thing I remember about Indiana Jones is it was it was an action movie that was obviously made for like adults, but I feel like it was it was well natured enough that kids could watch it too, absolutely, and get into it. You know, so I immediately, once my dad figured I could watch Indiana Jones and be okay with it, I went straight to Rambo. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. It's a big, <laughs> I mean, it's a big yeah. leap. But the I test mean, was Indiana not? Jones. But it's, I mean, dude, so I watched Indiana Jones the other day, part one, mm-hmm. the first one. Um, <clears throat> I watched it the other day just to kind of get re-familiar with it. It did not feel like a 1981 movie. None it of them did do. not. None of them. They were ahead of their time. Yep. Like, I mean, you guys know how much I love E.T. E.T. feels like an early 80s Here movie. We go. Do, I mean, do you agree? E.T. feels like an early 80s movie. He's going to stroke off E.T. for the next 10 minutes. Somebody get the lotion. <laughs> but do you agree? 100% I agree. It feels like a very early 80s movie. It whereas does. Raiders of the Lost Ark came out before it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I get stunned so funny when he started doing the finger. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Elliot. Shut up. Punk-ass, your punk-ass little alien bitch. Our fucking fault you got left behind. <laughs> yeah. Where's your shell, turtle? Freaking weird-looking thing. Dude, he's right behind you. Looks when like you, a ball sack. He's right behind you. When you started looking like petrified dog poop, I was stoked. <laughs> he, he, looked like, he looked like the last powdered donut nobody wanted. Man. Yeah. He, was, he looked like a goose turd. You're going to lick that white dog poop. You're going to lick that <laughs> No! no! You're gonna lick that dog poop. It was ET. Then we should recreate that. Just part of ET. And it's ET land. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, look out Damn. for our next TikTok video, which is us forcing Grandpa Scooter to lick ET when he looks like petrified dog poop. ET. Anyway, I agree that ET does look like a movie from the early '80s. Yeah, right. for and, sure. And Indiana Jones absolutely does not. Not at all. It Not just at all. Doesn't look that way. Doesn't feel that way. The graphics, the, the everything. The, the graphics is a video graphics, game. So the special yeah. effects, everything <laughs> is just. Well, I feel like Spielberg. That's like was his big thing. Was like his visual effects and everything have always been amazing. Way before their time, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, then Harrison Ford is just a. He's a fucking boss, dude. Yeah. Harrison Ford is a doll. Was he like seventy two in that movie? He looks great, <laughs> yeah, dude. He's he's well, he's two hundred and three now. Yeah. <laughs> and he just did a new Indiana Jones like an hour ago. Yeah. Right. So and he fucking sold it. I've yeah. I've watched Dial of Destiny. It's like it's okay. It's yeah. it's way better than Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I'll fight you, Shia. But <laughs> <laughs> coming for you. I've got a particular set of scales. I'm gonna be <laughs> I will find you. Dude, I will murder you. <laughs> uh, but he sold it, even in that movie, yeah. when he was 203 years old. He right. sold it. 
So yeah, he was in his uh, mid to late seventies. Yeah, when he did, he was older than Sean Connery. <laughs> when he did Raiders, yeah, when they were in the Last Crusade, <laughs> Connery played his dad. Yeah, <laughs> and he was, and they Harrison was four years older than him. Four years older at the time. Crazy. So yeah. it's pretty wild. He was actually Sean's godfather. In life. <laughs> yeah, he was born. <laughs> he was made his godfather. You guys are talking about him like he's Chuck Norris, man. Uh, Don't ever say that. He's the only guy that's older than me. He's like, whoa, easy. <laughs> easy. Okay. It's only it's one not, Chuck Norris. Let's not bring in more Texas Ranger right now, okay? <laughs> How's it possible I'm playing your father? <laughs> You're 36 years older than I am. <laughs> and he, like Jesus, was a carpenter before he was an actor. <laughs> all right, well. Uh, anyway, all three of the Indiana Jones movies, the first three, dope as fuck. Yeah, amazing. Do the scene in the second one where they have to sit down. They're sitting down at the table, and all this chick wants is something to eat. <laughs> yeah, dude, she's just hungry, dude. Chilled yeah. monkey brains. Just like, yeah, oh even boy. before that, it was like, oh, here's a plate full of bugs, and dude's just like, you know, yeah. hey, here's a giant snake, but don't. Well, wait, hold on, <laughs> because the real delicacy <laughs> is that we're gonna gut this snake, and yeah. a bunch of little tiny snakes are gonna but come out of it. Snakes are gonna come out, yeah, and you're just gonna pick those up and eat them. The totally way normal. the dude slurps down the little oh. baby. Ugh. God, so bad. Like, ah, what, do you remember what she asked the waiter for? She was like, hey, come here. She's, I, I can't remember what she asked. She's like, for. do you just have like some soup? Yeah, do you have like, yeah. And they bring out soup, soup and she goes to like mix it around and eyeballs pop up. Who puts eyeballs in soup? I mean, you know. It's clearly human eyeballs. If you're hungry. Yeah. You'll eat just about anything. It's true. Anything else about Indiana Jones? Well, I mean, let's take a second and talk about Harrison Ford going from the biggest movie of all time straight into another franchise. Star Wars. Into that became yeah. the, the, arguably the biggest franchise of the 80s. This dude is Henry Jones Jr. And he also was fucking Han Solo. Stop it. It's not even fair. Yeah. It's, it's enough. Like, most people will never even get to be one icon. Correct. You are two. You are two of the biggest icons yeah. of the ever. Biggest. And then he played Michelle Pfeiffer's crazy husband in What Lies Beneath. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, dude. Mine if that's blows. not full circle, I don't know what is. I mean, he had a freaking six-pack, dude. He was like 112. <laughs> that's right. He was 78 years older than Michelle Pfeiffer in that movie. <laughs> it, it was... Weird, really, <laughs> but kudos to him. Yeah, the best. yeah. He's um, Harrison Ford. That movie did scare me, by the way. So what do we, what do we got next? Well, look, let's just go ahead and move into. Let's just get out of the eighties and go to the nineties. Jump into his next, I would say, biggest trilogy. I think he did at least three, right? I think he only did two, just the two, and that's Jurassic Park. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean. Wait, what else can you say? Dinosaurs. Yep. <laughs> dinosaurs. Holy dinosaurs. fucking shit. Yeah. So, a I'm a raptor. Doing Holy what shit. I can. So, what the fuck? Jurassic Park came out in 1993. This is his highest grossing movie of all time. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, not surprising. By like comparison, do. the rest of them, don't, they don't even rank. Yeah. I mean, I remember comparison. when it came out, I was 10, and my mom took my sister and I to the theater to see it, dude. I mean, it was just, it was amazing. I don't so, think Grandpa Scooter was so into it when it first came out because he was 42 when yeah. that movie first came out. I mean, out. honestly, I wasn't really so. into it at all because I just didn't give a shit about dinosaurs. Well, you were a grandpa by then, I too. I was so. old. You um, had grandkids. So opening weekend, $47 million, which for 1993 was a gargantuous amount of money. 
Yes. Opening weekend is word. one <laughs> billion dollars. Holy shit, dude! Opening weekend then adjusted for inflation, one point nine five billion dollars. <laughs> billion dollars. <laughs> I need an old priest and a young priest. <clears throat> I had no idea how good that movie was when it came out because I just didn't give a shit. It's yeah. so good. It's yeah. really good. <clears throat> so good. And another one of those movies where for that time, ninety three, mm-hmm. the special effects weren't like killer. In no. 1993, no. but the special effects in that movie are mind blowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The T Rex, everything. Go back and watch that movie now. Yeah, the special effects hold up now. Holds up. 2023. We're talking 30 years later. Yeah. And if you go back and watch that movie today, when they pull up, you know, in the jeeps and they they're seeing the brontosaurus, and they're yeah. all walking across the field and stuff. Yeah. To me, there's not a, there's not like an inkling of. I don't know, like like green screen look to it, or I mean nothing. Yeah. It's it's like this just looks like they're just there with dinosaurs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, side note: the big pile of triceratops shit was played <laughs> by the same guy that played Chet in Weird Science. <laughs> Bill Paxton. If you ever want to come on the show, he died. <laughs> sure did. I will try to get him anyway. It's <laughs> waiting for that one. <laughs> Underhand, oh. slow pitch. <laughs> I don't know. It just it always made like, me laugh when uh, <laughs> when they asked the doctor, they uh, Doctor Hammond. They were like, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're breeding dinosaurs. Yeah, and he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> yeah, sure, no big deal. And then, and then it goes on to describe like the care, Why? the regular care for the Velociraptors. Yeah. That you know, we have to give them a cow. We have like, to damn. drop in a cow every yeah. two hours. Yeah. <laughs> No one bothered to ask. Why? No. Why You're breeding dinosaurs? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, why? why? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What the fuck are you doing that for? But, not a, but if you pay attention, like when they get on the the, <sighs> the train and they're going around looking at everything, yeah. if you pay attention where the Velociraptor pit is <sighs> yeah. to where they're staying, it's just right next it's right door. There. It's right next door. It's right there. <laughs> So, <laughs> that would have been my one line, dude. Just my walk yeah. on roll. Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Just, just, just some guy's in an office in the back and like wheels out one of his computer chairs. It's like, why? Ah, ah, ah. Four. Ah, ah, ah. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Or the camera would slowly pan over to me and I would just do my, my casual. Yeah. <laughs> like, or you just peek Ooh. up over a cubicle and you're just like. <laughs> but no, that always makes me laugh when he's just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I guess I guess Goldblum kind of is quite like he questions yeah, it. Yeah, His character like questions it in the movie yeah, yeah. a bit, where he's just like, "What are we? What are we doing here?" Yeah, why? Yeah. Like uh, Jefflin's always that guy, though. This doesn't make <laughs> every. It's true. It's he's true. always the inquisitive, like, "Why? Why? Like, have we not thought about how this <laughs> might end? Yeah, this could be bad. Just I mean, the thing so is, everyone's it's, aware. I know we mentioned this before, but it's actually happening. Yeah, I mean they're oh, actually is, working it on happening. it mm-hmm. right now with the woolly mammoths or some yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, or bringing them back to life to yeah. uh, fucking who knows. It helps to maintain the permafrost. Yeah. I'm cool with bringing back the woolly mammoth though, because yeah. they say that th- those those creatures were really kind of chill. Yeah. yeah, and like not they weren't dicks. No, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but where does it stop? They just Bring walk back around. The fuzzy elephant, man. That's See, the problem. It is starts. Where does it, stop? it starts with bringing back. Velociraptors, and it ends with Velocipaster. Like exactly. eventually, that's going to happen. They're just going to exactly. have a live yeah. action Velocipaster. It's yeah. real. It's going to happen in real life. But I have a question. Can I ask a question? No, you three. You're not yeah. on the show to ask questions tonight. I am. What's the next movie? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I'm a, I, if there was one dinosaur you guys could bring back, what would it be? None. None. Zero, Zero dinosaurs. dinosaurs. Good. You know what, Reese? Snap. Um. Go ahead. 
the sloth bear. <laughs> why, why would anyone Dude. want to bring back a dinosaur? Like none of if I'm going to go cool. out, dude, it's going to be by a sloth bear. Things are freaking cool. Stop. I'm going to go with zero dinosaurs. Yeah, don't bring not, any dinosaurs back. They had their I time. Mean, technically, it's not dinosaurs. The bear. So moving on. Yeah, no, no dinosaurs. It's no. I'll go with the woolly mammoth. Yeah. <laughs> Most yeah. chill. Like or the, or the uh, what's the one dude the the one that just took the big shit in the movie what's that the guy? triceratops yeah, yeah. that guy yeah even the he triceratops seems, has yeah. a giant horn on the front of its head and if it gets pissed <laughs> off it's just gonna jack everything up around yeah. it yeah. yeah so how about zero dinosaurs don't bring back any and we'll all move on yeah, let's, let's definitely not bring back the Meg I mean I don't yeah. go in the ocean anyway yeah, yeah, yeah look, let's, movie about let's it. bring back the Meg yeah. take it easy stay things in I bring back the Meg I just watched Meg to the trench. It was pretty good. <laughs> or those crocodiles that were pretty much the yeah. same size as the Meg. I mean, dude, any movie starts out with Jason Statham doing pull-ups is a winner in my book. Okay? <laughs> I'm in. Death I'm race. You <laughs> sold me. I'm, I'm there. That's what I said. He, yeah, grandpa. he does do that a lot yeah. in his damn movies, doesn't he? I would, too, if I looked like that. <laughs> you had a back like that. I, all, dude, all I would do he is... He has a gorgeous back. I want to direct a movie with Jason Statham where it's him doing nothing but pull-ups for the whole movie. Yeah. Just an hour and a half of the camera just closing in on his back. Just him doing pull-ups. Just close-ups of his back muscles. Call and, it, and then getting de-loused. Call it the final set. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Dude. Okay. And then make another one and call it the final set, too. Yeah, it's just more. And then no, make, no, 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 and then, it is. And then make another one called Super Set. No, no, you would call it. You would call it Final Set Part Two, the last rep. And it's just me never yelling cut because I secretly have a boner and can't walk away. <laughs> and then the last one's called <laughs> To Failure. Mm. Just, the final set four just to failure. Trying, trying to I get mean, that last one. Just anything's like, better than another Fast and Furious movie. It's like man. I can't do any more pull-ups. You know I mean, by the I end of the fourth movie, he looks like Rich Piana or whatever that guy's name is. <laughs> no, who that is? Hooli Pion. On yeah, dummy Pionya. He just looks like he's one giant muscle. Oh, Rich Pion. That's because he's rich and they pay extra for that. Yeah, he's dead. Schindler's List. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Schindler's List. I yeah. don't have shit about this movie, so take it away, Reese Cup. Wow. Uh, well, so Schindler's List was based off a true story. Um, it was actually based off a uh, uh, a partial autobiography um, called Schindler's Ark, which I think was written in like eighty four, eighty three. Might have been earlier than that. But so it's about this German, played by Liam Neeson who during World War II times um, actually goes to Germany because he feels it's going to be profitable for him Mm -hmm. to go there. He goes there, opens up a factory. He enlists all these uh, Polish Jews as his employees. And then as he starts to realize, like when the Germans come in, which is played by Ralph, is it Fiennes? Yeah. He plays one of the uh, German generals. He starts like working for the Polish Jews pretty much are like, Hey, don't send them away. He starts like working with an accountant, uh, who's also Jewish, who kind of helps him make a list as they're trying to take the Jews away to like Auschwitz. Right. And so while he's doing this and this, this fortune that he's making, he's actually is spending it to keep them safe. Yeah. So in a way it's like, yeah, he, he was a German soldier. I mean, he was an officer, but he convinces the Germans. He's like staving off the Germans and using his own money that he was just so hellbent on making. Mm-hmm. And then he makes a fake munitions plant to keep them safe yeah. from the Germans. And they're like, even when the Germans surrender, they come in and they just want to like wipe out all the Jews. He talks them out of doing that. Um, and then he doesn't want to surrender to the Red Army. So he kind of like lets them all go and they give him a ring that has like the same line. It's like a save one life, you save the world. Mm-hmm. 
And like, you know, he cries and like goes, spoiler, he cries and goes away with his wife. But then what's cool is like the end of the movie, it shows some of the actors that portrayed the Jews in the movie. They actually go up to the actual guy's grave site and they lay coins on his grave. And then Liam Neeson walks up and he lays down two roses on it. So he ended up saving like, I, f- I forget how many, it was like thousands. It's a lot. Thousands of Jews. Yeah. Um, and like squandered his own fortune that he was just, again, very, you know, proactive in making. Yeah. to save the people that his own people were trying to enslave and kill. Incredibly nice moving Very movie. good. And that's what the list is. The list is the list he had to make of 1,100 Jews that would go work at this munitions plant. But really what he was doing is he was just keeping them there safe, and he was buying actual ammunition from other factories right. to make it seem like they were actually there working, yeah. and they weren't. He was just giving them safe haven. The movie's, movie, the movie's amazing. It's yeah. so good. It's Liam Neeson. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah. Well, let's move on to Saving Private Ryan. Wow, okay. <laughs> now, Saving Private Ryan was a great movie. Obviously, he, he works a lot with Tom Hanks. He does, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that movie was, what, 98? It was 1998, Saving okay. Private Ryan, and, which and, is essentially about a platoon of soldiers that are tasked um, with going and saving Private Ryan. He has yeah. two other brothers um, that were killed in combat, Yep. and... The at the time the military had a rule or you know whatever a guideline yeah. that if you if a situation like that occurred they would go and save and and take the other sibling yeah. sort of out of combat and to so not the, wipe out the bloodline right exactly and yeah. so the entire the entire premise of the movie is that this platoon that is that is um, headed by Tom Hanks character yeah. is now going to go off and find this private. And bring him back to return him home safely. Yep. Um, and, I mean, spoiler alert. I mean, they all r- literally lose their lives doing this in the process. Private Ryan lives. Yep. And the rest of the platoon that goes yeah. off to save him, they all die. I think I, I think except for, what's his name? Is it Matt Burns or Ed Burns? or Ed Burns is in it. He's one of the actors in it. Yeah, and he might have lived. I think he lived. Yeah, but Tom Hanks definitely doesn't. Tom Sizemore's character doesn't. Yep. Um, basically, everybody else gets mowed down. Dude, and I have to say this. Again, there's not a lot of movies that I cry watching. So I actually fibbed earlier when we were talking before the show. Yeah. Instinct was one. Anthony Hopkins. Mm-hmm. Okay. Movie I just recently saw, which I won't mention. And then the scene where Giovanni Ribisi dies. Yeah, it's rough. And he's crying for his mother. Because it goes on for like, two minutes yeah they just let that shit play out <laughs> like they just let it play out and he's <laughs> crying for like shivering like just scared to death yeah dude like if that doesn't like encapsulate how that probably actually was i mean that was that's just that that's a hard movie to, that's a hard, a hard that's a hard watch dude yeah it's a hard yeah. watch dude barry pepper yeah great in it dude. as the sniper like the, the sniper guy. i mean great i mean Ben diesel yeah the uh, every, i mean the the cast is outstanding yeah and they're all very convincing yeah as you're watching the movie it, you, you it really transports you back to that time yeah and and, and i think it <coughs> excuse me and you mentioned this it's it's a it's a it's a great um it does encapsulate that 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 period and what they were probably going through during world yeah. war ii the whole and, beaches of normandy yeah i mean i mean wild scene but incredible movie. Yeah. Vin it has, has to be in a top 10 for 80s and 90s yeah. for Steven Spielberg. He yep. wasn't fast or furious in that movie. No. <laughs> there was a scene that he was, got He was slow and, and, and mild-mannered. Etched, <laughs> etched into my brain from watching that movie. I only seen it once, and I was like 13. Mm-hmm. Can I guess what scene it is? Go ahead. 
the scene where the German guy is fighting the guy like in the house, and then they they get the knife out and they mm. have that knife fight. No, then, oh dude, that was crazy. No, was, too. Uh, I almost couldn't watch that yeah. scene. It was when his uh, is when one of the guys was laying down, and uh, somebody reached out an arm to grab him. But then his whole like arm skin slid off. Oh yeah, yeah, it's gross. Yeah, yeah. that was. I, I I like I <laughs> yeah. vivid, when you when anybody mentions that movie, that is the first thing I think of. I'm yeah. like, I don't really care to see it again. You yeah. should have been wearing the power glove; it would have protected him. Yeah, or yeah. at least Hulk hands. <laughs> the only thing that the power glove was worth <laughs> using for was just. Yeah. I mean, if there's ever a place for the alien versus predator, child predator hands, <laughs> that might be the spot. That's the place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Predator. Great movie though. Same Pratt Ryan. Yeah, I love, seen it. Watch love it. that. I might actually go home and watch that movie tonight. It's so it's good. So good. I just watched a couple weeks ago. All right. Um, so on our list we have uh Amistad. Amistad or Amistad? Amistad. Amistad. Yeah. So true story. Amistad is a true story. Yeah, absolutely. Uh Jaiman Hansu is in it and he's amazing in it. Matthew McConaughey, Morgan Freeman, the list goes on and on. Yeah. Anthony, Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins is in it. Uh, basically, in 1839, there was a slave ship called the Amistad that set sail from Cuba to America. Um, and during the trip, uh, Cinque, which is Jaiman Hansu's character, leads the slaves in like a, a revolt, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, kills all of the, um, it, you know, the slavers aboard the vessel. Yep. And they arrive in Connecticut. They're basically found in the ocean on this ship. And they bring them to Connecticut and they they essentially put them in jail yeah. Um, because none of them speak English Mm-mm. and they have no way to explain what's going on or where they actually came from. And anyway, if you've not seen the movie, uh, there's a freed slave, uh, <clears throat> Theodore Jodson, played by Morgan Freeman. He wants Cinque and the others exonerated and he brings in Roger Baldwin, which is Matthew McConaughey's character, who's actually a property lawyer because they're just, you know, essentially Matthew McConaughey in this movie is basically like, you don't have an issue of slavery on your hands. Like you don't have an issue of, you know, did they murder? Did they not murder? What you have is a property issue. Yeah. Cause slaves were looked at as because property. they were viewed as property yeah. in, in one of the most disgusting times in our history. Yeah. Um, so he basically brings in Matthew McConaughey to help with the case. Eventually John Quincy Adams, who's played by Anthony Hopkins yeah. comes in and kind of joins the, t- the, the team of people that are trying to get Cinque and his, and his, and his fellow slaves kind of, freed yeah. yeah and the story plays out i won't spoil this one for you if, if people out there haven't seen amistad go and see it immediately it's one of the most amazing movies i've ever seen and the fact that it's a true story and this all really played out is incredible yeah um but yeah it's awesome i think it has to be in a top 10 for 80s and 90s for steven spielberg really good it's one of his top five highest grossing movies it doesn't surprise me. I don't have me. the digits for it, but I know it's, yeah. it's definitely up there. It's good. It doesn't surprise me. It's so good. And the cast that's in it, you know, it's like, it's it's one of those movies where when you're watching the trailer mm-hmm. and you see, you know, they're they're telling you who's in it and you hear names like Morgan Freeman, Matthew McConaughey, Sir Anthony Hopkins, like all, you know, Jaimon Hansu, like all these great actors. Yeah. And you're just like, I mean, dude, I have to see that movie. It's, it's awesome. Yeah. Really good. Uh, So let's move on to... I think we're about out of them. We've got Empire of the Sun. Yeah, Empire of the Sun came out, I believe it was like 87 or 88. It was actually uh, the first uh, movie for Christian Bale as a young kid. He was 13 or 14 in the movie. Uh, so he plays a wealthy British child. Uh, his name is uh, Jamie, or he goes by Jim Graham. And he actually lives a very privileged life in Shanghai. 
Well, after the Japanese attack Pearl Harbor, they actually go in and they subjugate the city of Shanghai. Um, he actually gets separated from his parents and then kind of lives on his own for a while and, and, and gets caught by John Malkovich, who plays an American soldier. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they all get caught while he's taking them back, trying, he's like, hey, don't turn me in, you know, or don't turn me over. I will... That's not gross. I'll turn you over. <laughs> oh, man. Malkovich play a priest? Anyway. And it, <laughs> I'm Batman. Um, <laughs> I'm so, better. I'm stronger. I'm, <laughs> Malkovich, really? Um, so, anyways, uh, fast forward a little bit. So, they get caught. They get thrown in this camp. And it's pretty much like this coming-of-age story for Christian Bale's character, who kind of keeps the spirits alive of these people that are in this this concentration camp mm-hmm. by the Japanese. Um, he actually ends up befriending this young Japanese soldier who was actually getting ready to become like a kamikaze pilot. Yeah. Um, and a lot of stuff happens. I'm not, I'm not going to ruin it for you. It's a great movie. Go watch it again. Really good cast. Ben Stiller's in it. Uh, John Malkovich again, Christian Bale, really good movie. And oddly enough, it's, it's, it's where Christian Bale discovered what voice he was going to use for the Batman movies. For the Batman movies. In that, because <laughs> there's a scene that. where he looks at John Malkovich and he goes, where are the drugs going? And that's where the, are they? Where are the and he's like 13 going? in that movie, yeah. but he figured out the voice and yeah. used it later. Donde están los drugas? Uh, so <laughs> we, got, we, drugs. we got two more. Uh, <laughs> and obviously, I know how much you guys love this movie, but we cannot have this list without talking about it. And that is, again, I swear if God. Jaws put Steven Spielberg on the map, E.T. put him on the fucking moon. Oh, my God. Would you disagree? Are we going to disagree with that? I don't think anybody's got oh an answer, God. Scott. So, and the last one would be Hook. Hook's a great movie. How about it? <laughs> no, we can talk about E.T. if you want. We just have talk about E.T. a lot. Well, I mean, we've already show. done an episode on yeah. E.T. So, yeah. So, he did E.T. That was a good movie. Uh, and then Hook. So, E.T. is about this alien. <laughs> <laughs> that who turns into petrified dumb shit <laughs> oddly enough because he has no love left in his soul is kind of a dipshit the it's alien. either because of lack of oxygen oxygen or a lack of love it was one or the other we still he haven't scienced it yet we made a know. very ugly woman and all these dumb little kids he wasn't very yeah. literate yeah. <laughs> uh, here's the three things I know about E.T. he loved um, freaking Reese's Skittles Reese's Pieces uh, yeah it was Reese's Pieces yeah. mm-hmm. he would Get covered into a powdery substance if he was gonna die. I don't know what it's like if he did die. And he pounds beers. And he knew like three words. He does juggle. Yeah, he He's pounds beers. Elliot, home. Elliot. And stop touching me. He's like, I'll bring the beers. I'll bring the beers. No, it was no, it was ouch, 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 ouch. home. Elliot, Elliot. Okay. Yep. All right. All right. Moving past ET. So there's ET. Movie. In case you no, I'm kidding. was curious about it. <laughs> Sorry for the spoilers. But was 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 created by Amblin Entertainment, which was also owned by Steven Spielberg. That was the first movie to go under Amblin yeah. Entertainment. I and the next was yeah. Back to the Future, wasn't it? Mm, yeah. 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 85. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, let's uh, let's hit Hook, and then we'll kind of move on to honorable mentions. God, we'll Hook. Some other Robin things. Williams, R.I.P. Yeah, Dustin Hoffman, one of the greatest to yeah. ever do it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the actor that was in uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit played Shmi. What, yeah. what was his name? Bob again? Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Shmi. Rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. R.I.P. to Bob Hoskins too. Yeah, dude. dude. Played Shmi. All the greats are gone. Yeah. yeah. A lot of Ooh, dead people. Ron Williams. Anyway, um, 
Dude, that hook was fire in that movie. Kickball though. turning. When kickball he freaking fly, <laughs> Peter. Hold on, hold on. When he put that hook on the grinding wheel and started grinding it up against yeah. Robin Williams' face, dude. No. Yeah. Dude. Don't try to stop me. Scared me. the crap out of me. Me, try to stop me. Great movie. Julia Roberts is Tinkerbell. Yeah, oh, I totally forgot she was in it as yeah. Tinkerbell. Yeah, she's hot. Uh, Rufio. I was in it as the son. <laughs> I played the little boy. That was in the movie. that was Combs. We looked, we yeah, looked a lot alike as kids. So. It's on yeah. Wikipedia. Yeah, you check do. it out. I, I, as kid, Kyle always, t- my brother always told me that I looked. You do look, that kid kind of looked like me when we were kids. Yeah, I played the son in the movie. Absolutely. Did you get m- money. Yeah. Did you get money from it. I was like, "Run home, Jack! Run home, Jack!" And I was like, <laughs> "Run home!" And run they were home? like, "No, no, you have it backwards." And it was like, "Home run, Jack!" And I was like, "Yeah, hey, I'm gonna hit a home hey, run." Yeah. yeah. Little kid with problems. Yeah. Um, <laughs> funny thing is, is that the boo box guy. Was oh, not a guy. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Uh, let's see if these guys can guess who what? played the boo box guy in the movie. I don't even know what you're talking about. So, so the, the, the scene in the movie where <clears throat> he's like, you know, Hook is like, Captain Hook is like, somebody did something or whatever. And then the, they, he points to the guy and he's like, the boo box. And the guy's like, no, no, not the boo box, not the boo box, whatever. And they put him in the boo box with all like, like scorpions. scorpions and bugs and stuff. Name the, I'll even give you a hint here. Like name the actress. Yep. that actually played the Boo Box Man, but it was an actress who played that role, like the person that got put into the box. Yeah, it was not. Like, it was not played by a man. It was an actress. The character who was put into the Boo Box in the movie was actually portrayed. An actress portrayed that character. Yep, a very, very, very famous, very famous, renowned. Actress. I think Oscar-winning yep. actress at not at the time, but I'm Linda Blair. Okay, I'll, I'll give you a hint. I have if no idea. I have if, no if, idea. If it doesn't. I mean, you I'm, I'm pregnant. I might as well give it to you. She was in Fatal Attraction. There you go. I've never seen that. You know, I've never seen Hook, so I don't even know what you're talking. I didn't about. either. When they said the Boo Box, I was like, "What? How have you I not I remember seen the Boo Box? I was 96 when it came out, and that's I'm true. not that's, a Peter Pan fan. True. I have no reason to watch it, other you than were, the fact that it's Steven Spielberg. I mean, we're very old. That's an often beam out for the. Part of Captain Hook. That's true. Captain James Hook. And he, and he decided to never watch a movie. Never watch it again. So jelly. Don't never know. Yeah. I don't know anything about the movie. It was Glenn Close. Glenn Close played the Boo Box person. Yeah. Yeah. What I gotta see what she looks like. Yeah. Mm. Glenn Close. Okay. Anyway, you're welcome, listeners. I mean, I'd obviously, it was a huge movie for the time. So the movie yeah. Hook is basically Robin Williams is essentially Peter Pan. Yeah. But he's grown up mm-hmm. um, because he fell in love with not Wendy, but Wendy's granddaughter, yep. who he ends up marrying and having children with. That's yep. not weird at and all. And he becomes Peter Banning, a lawyer, basically. Yep. And he's grown up, and he's this stressed out, like the exact opposite of what you would expect Peter Pan to be. Like this, you know, Peter Pan has always been shown as this, you know, this this child that never grows up. Yep. He just lives life, you know, sort of frivolously and, and loves life and embraces it. Everything's he, about play. Everything's and, about having fun and dude, enjoying that's so life. Weird. And uh he's grown up now and he's kind of forgotten because when you when you grow up you forget about Neverland. Yeah, he's neurotic, he works all the time. Absolutely, yeah. And barely pays attention to his kids and the whole thing. And what ends up turning out what turns out to happen? I don't know. I, I can't speak tonight. What happens is that Hook finds out that he has kids. He kidnaps his kids, and Tinkerbell yeah. comes and gets Peter Banning or Peter Pan, yeah. Robin Williams' character, brings him to Neverland so that he can rescue his kids. 
but he can't fight Hook and rescue his kids until he remembers who he really is, yep. which is Peter Pan. So the Lost Boys, along with Tinkerbell, Rufio, yep. they all basically remind him of who he is through a series of events that take place in the movie. Yep. And then, spoiler alert, he goes on to fight Captain Hook. He rescues his children. And one of the coolest parts in the entire movie is the very end when he comes in through the window. Mm-hmm. And he says, what have I, and like, you think it tricks you when you're a kid the first time you see it. Yeah. Because he looks at his kids after being this neurotic sort of asshole to his kids before he realizes it and remembers that he was Peter Pan again. At the end of the movie, he comes in through the window into their bedroom and he stands there and he says, what have I told you about this window? And the kids kind of give him this weird look like, wait a minute, you're, you're our cool dad now. Like, what do you, what are you, Peter yeah. Pan? What are you doing? And he's like. In typical Robin Williams fashion, he's like, always keep it open! Yeah. Or whatever. And then the kids go, no, it's a great ending. It's sad. It's a sweet ending. Yeah, good ending. Hook is such a cool movie. Love Check it. it out if you've never seen yeah. it. Yeah, good movie. Love it. Let's move on to honorable mentions. No excitement from that couch. No kidding. I got nothing for it, man. <laughs> nothing. No, I, I liked Hook. Very good. It's a good movie, dude. <laughs> Way to interject there, Luke. I interjected Ten minutes like after three the fact. times. No, I like it. I mean, <laughs> I, he did say he liked it earlier. Nothing from that couch. Luke's like, he was making a TikTok. I liked Hook. I liked it a lot. I was there with the Glenn Close thing. and Yeah, he, yeah, he was. He That's was, true. He was. And he, he did look it, it up. And yeah, he saw he it. it he did look it up. Yeah. yeah. But I'll go fuck myself. We wish you would. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Honorable mentions. <laughs> that would be ideal. I don't think I've made him laugh that hard in a while. <laughs> I'm just glad I didn't have to say it. <laughs> he said it for you. I know, man. I just know. Um, so, yeah. So, obviously, these movies didn't make the list because they wasn't from the 80s and 90s. But yeah, they're, they, they're they movies that, that have to be talked about. Right? Yeah, sure. Did you make a joke and I missed it? <laughs> yeah. Obviously, these movies didn't make the list because they wasn't in the 80s and 90s. Oh, did I do that? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. me. Sure I'm did. ruining it for him. Damn. He's, he's starting to talk all hickish. Must have turned it on. Yeah. It happens like that. Uh, <laughs> so let's just guy. go down the list here. Uh, Jaws. I mean, yeah. you, you can't not have Jaws. Dude, ruined my life. <laughs> literally scarred Rager Tooth forever. Forever, dude. Yeah. I mean, my dad thought it was a great idea for me to watch it at four. Okay. I was no, five. I was five years old. Probably not the best idea. And we watched it. And mm-hmm. I make it a point to stay away from the ocean. And he's had an irrational fear of the ocean ever since. But side story, we went on vacation together one year to the ocean. You got me in there. And I was very proud of him because I'm a big ocean guy. If I go to the beach, I'm in the water. I'm in it like the whole time. I love it. You can attest to that. I barely got out. I convinced him to go in with me. And it wasn't like, you know, shin, like shin, like shin level, knee level. Were you scared? He was like in there riding waves with me, swimming, kind of like out pretty deep. And scary. I think you were like pretty petrified for the first like ten minutes, but he yeah. mellowed out quite a bit. What What was it? Because I've never because I knew I could swim ocean. faster than he could. I've never been to. <laughs> that's that's Listen, all that really matters. That really matters. At that time, you couldn't have. You could now, but I've actually always been a very good swimmer. But well, hold on, hold on. I'm a water bug. So was that when you guys went? Was that the first time you ever been? Not been to the ocean, but that was the first time since I was very, very little. The only other time I'd gotten in the ocean was when I was like seven, and it's because my grandfather carried me out there. And held you the whole time. And held me the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've never been to it's, or around the ocean. I, the biggest body yeah. of water I've been to is like Lake Erie. Well, well, he doesn't, so what yeah. was it like? A pl- 
What? Nothing. That's a body of water, dick face. <laughs> he didn't say no, you, no, he gave me that stupid ass look. I can't, I can't look. see him because well, no, he does, no, he doesn't. <laughs> stupid see, shit, man. I was just looking at you. No, you looked at me like a oh, body of water. That man, that's a big word for you, bud. <laughs> see what? <laughs> that's what you did. First of all, it's three words, but what? I just don't think he thought he knew what Lake Erie was. What, what my partner in crime didn't realize is, is that I had taken a really sharp shell. And I'd slit the back of his calf. Yeah. But what was it like? Something like did sting on the back of my leg that day. Like it, ocean. It, it was crazy. Because it's just endless. You don't see another side of it. It's just water. That's and the, the, uh, what I'm freaks so me out of the water. is that saying that if you've been in the ocean once, you've been seen twice. Mm. And I'd, I'd no. <clears throat> no. So just, I went on I went on a cruise. No one cares. And part of the cruise was um <laughs> part of the cruise He's not wrong. was uh we got to go out like on a boat and go snorkeling in mm-hmm. the middle of the ocean. Ooh. Nope. Ooh. Um we nope. did it. <laughs> no, we did it. Man. It was stupid because it, I don't I don't know what because it is. Because you think everything's stupid. No, no, no. No, no. Everything. Hear, hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> it was in the middle of October, so apparently in the Bahamas in the middle of the ocean in October is like super serious weather time. Hurricane season. So mm. the water, even though it was, I guess, still for 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 them, for me, was a mess. Yeah. Right? So and when you get in the ocean, in the middle of the ocean, and then you look off and you see nothing but ocean, Open it's water. a mind fuck. Mm. I couldn't even go underwater. They were like, okay, we're snorkeling. Now it's time to go underwater. I'm like, fuck <laughs> all of this. I Fuck all of you guys, <laughs> bring me the boat and let me get out of here. Some people have that reaction to the ocean. It was Mine terrifying. has always been the opposite of that. I have always thought the ocean is incredibly peaceful. And when I look out into the ocean, and I've also, I've never been snorkeling, but I went out into like the middle of nowhere in the ocean to fish and things like that when I've been on vacations. And when I'm looking around and there's no land in sight, it just it just brings me this calm and this peace. It doesn't bother me a bit. And when I'm sitting on a beach looking out in the ocean, the last thing I'm thinking of is a shark or whatever. I fear jellyfish more than anything, and I've been stung by one, and it yeah. hurts like a son of a bitch. When but you're it's sitting not on the beach, big deal. sure, that's the thing. Well, I, I'm saying like even out in the boat, and I've I've been there, like I, where it's nothing around me but water. It I just think, doesn't bother me. I think my senses was just I was just hypersensitive because the boat that I was in was gargant. It was a cruise ship. Well, yeah, so it was gargantuous, right? And I'm just <laughs> swimming in this <laughs> endless sea looking up at this massive boat right and just no land can be found and the waves are beating the shit out of me and then you've got all these people that's just like you know they're like in their 60s like oh look at me i'm you know it's like this is everything about this is terrible and i'm freaked the fuck out and i'm not i don't i don't care about water it doesn't bother me at all i don't care about sharks none of that shit bothers me it was nothing like that it was i was just freaked out you felt small yeah, no, I'm so not, I'm not, small, dude. I'm not worried about the animals. I've just I've always been scared of like being lost at sea. It does make you feel small, but in in the in my opinion, the best kind of way. It reminds you that like you're not the center of the universe because we all walk around all day thinking that we are. We're the we're the lead character in our, in our movie every day of our lives, and when you see something as vast as the ocean, it reminds you that you're you're you're. You're a speck. You're a speck of nothingness. Yeah, if even that. that, And it brings to some, that freaks a lot of people out. And I understand why, but to me, it just brings me this this infinite feeling of peace. Yeah. 
just that, yeah, man, I'm not the center of the universe and that's okay. And this is beautiful and glorious in the way it looks and, and the way it sounds and the way it smells and just, I love it. Mm-hmm. I mean, the story that freaks you out the most, I think about me is when I went to South Carolina and when I swim out in the ocean, I swim out pretty far and I'm out there Psychopath. and, and there's a, there's a, there's a pier that's not far from where I'm swimming and I'm the only one out there. And the people that I went on this trip with are on the beach and I look back and I notice them all flailing their arms and they're freaking out and they're yelling at me like, and I can tell they're trying to get my attention. So I think maybe something's wrong with them. So I swim back in, I come back up on the beach and I'm like, what's, is everybody okay? What's going on? And they're like, dude, you had probably two or three sharks within 25 or 50 feet of you. And I was like, you made me come in for that. Like I was having fun. I was enjoying myself. It, I was, you gotta do is punch it was peaceful. Well, and the reason why I was annoyed, <laughs> normally I would normally in that circumstance, I would be like, hey, thank you for letting me know. I'm glad I'm back on the beach now because I'm not an idiot. I don't want to be swimming with sharks. I know that I always am when I'm in the ocean for the most part, but I don't want to know it, you know, but what they didn't realize is we're, we're, we're next to this pier where you have all of these people fishing. These sharks had zero interest in me whatsoever. Right. All they care about is what's coming off of that pier. What's on the end of that line. That, that was all they cared about. And so I was annoyed. I was like, I don't, why would you, why would you make me come in? I remember telling Reese that story for the first time. And he was like, dude, you're a fucking psycho. Yeah. It's like, yeah, well, dude. it wasn't a big deal to me. It, yeah, it didn't, that, dude. doesn't bother me. Cause, Cause this is the thing. Being afraid of sharks has made me also very knowledgeable on sharks and what I know. <laughs> no, no, just no. We can move on. That, I'm No. Just no, negative. It's not your thing. <laughs> Reese is like, I'm going to know my enemy. Yeah. <laughs> another another honorable mention is, uh, this is, again, one of my f- favorite, I guess I would say more current movies mm-hmm. out of the 80s and 90s is Catch Me If You Can. Oh, it's such a good one, dude. Good movie. It's Based cool. off a true story. Yeah. Such a good movie, and he told it so well. Yeah. Loved it. That movie's... And that was Tom Hanks, too, right? Tom Hanks, Leonardo DiCaprio. So, for some reason, I get Terminal and Catch Me If You Can mixed up. Yeah. They're both Tom Hanks. Yeah. And yeah, I know but, they're very different the movies. Terminal, they already caught him. Well, yeah, very different movies. <laughs> he, he has been captured. Yeah, he's not he allowed to go... He can't leave there. Anywhere. He's <laughs> not going anywhere. <laughs> so, one movie's about a Tom Hanks who can't be caught, <laughs> and another one is about a Tom Hanks who got caught and can't go anywhere. Yeah. I love Catch Me If You Can. It's it's such a cool, like, um, it's almost like a farce in a way where it's yeah. like a lot of running in and out of things, in and out of doors, and like, mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, one step ahead of the FBI mm-hmm. guy and the whole thing until he finally catches him, and then he still manages to escape on the runway even after he's been in caught. In the hotel room? Yeah, dude. And yeah, when he's like, when it's he like hands him his... It's about time you guys got here. He's like, you can take my wallet, and he gives him his wallet, and it's not... And it's also cool that he uses nothing but, um, like, comic book character, uh, like, pseudonyms as he's yeah. going through the whole, you know. Mm-hmm. So, um... I, that movie's awesome, and, and I'm, I'm a big Leonardo DiCaprio fan. Yeah. I wasn't so much when he was younger, but like a lot of the movies he's done in the last, let's say, like 15 to 20 years mm-hmm. have been amazing. Yeah. And, and Catch Me If You Can is right up there for me with Leo movies. Um, and I'm not a big Tom Hanks guy. Right. But Well, Leo was kind of the star of that, though. He was, but Tom Hanks is really good in it as well. Mm-hmm. And yep. not being a huge Tom Hanks guy, like that's one of the few movies with Tom Hanks in it where I'm like, man, right. that's a great movie. He's just in a great movie. Yeah, but, but everybody Spielberg. looks at him like he's a nerd in the movie. I mean, he kind of is like yeah. the, the dweeby, you know, 
Well, Law I know, man. I know like, one of Reese's favorite movies is uh, Lincoln, because I know how much he loves history. That whole story. Yeah. Um, spoiler alert: He dies at the end. Yeah. In case you guys didn't know, I mean, Damn it. but Lincoln, yeah, 2011, I believe Lincoln's portrayed by Daniel Day Lewis, who's just maybe one. You and I were talking about this last night. Maybe one of the best method actors. Probably the best method actor that ever existed. Yeah, of all time. Um, I mean, but, you know, it tells the story of Lincoln. Everybody knows the story of Lincoln. You know, so that's pretty much all I have to say about that. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm a Forrest Gump over here. Pretty much all I got to say about that. <laughs> I mean, everybody already knows, you know, kind of what happened with him. I mean, unless, for no particular reason. I mean, aside from, like, his side, you know, job as being a vampire slayer. That's yeah. uh, well. That's one lesser known fact about the history of Abraham yeah, Lincoln. Yeah, more focused on like slave vampires, his rise yeah. in, in the political setting. Yeah, the Civil War, the political setting around Lincoln, and they didn't yeah. really delve into his sort of like, you know, second job. Yeah, his second job is which was keeping us all safe from vampires, using nothing but an axe. And everyone knows that. Yeah, you know? he can chop a tree down with one shot of an axe. Yeah, he's um, he was amazing. Speaking of that, uh, Close Encounters was a huge movie. Oh, man, yeah. I love Richard Dreyfus. Yeah, he's so great. In every Jaws. I mean, he was in Jaws. Mm-hmm. Mr. Yeah. Holland's Opus. He and he's so good in Close Encounters. Yeah. Very good. I, I don't I, I was saying like I think the only other movie that he was that great in is Mr. I, he was Mr. Holland's Opus is one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. But he was so good in Close Encounters, man. Mm-hmm. And I love that movie. I'd say like Spielberg's ability to, I mean, take things that he's he's very interested in. You know, he was he's, he was very interested in in you know extraterrestrials and you know. So we have like War of the Worlds that mm-hmm. he also did. We have Close Encounter, but his ability to take his his love for history and and and, and aliens and things like that, and mm-hmm. then turn it into a movie that can almost like re- relate to you a little bit. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean, like of what he envisions in his mind of how these things would be because he's such a huge fan of them. Yeah, is incredible. And that's the thing about Spielberg that I love so much is the fact that he does find a way to relate characters to, because all of his movies are so larger than life. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me for the most part, but even like Indiana Jones. Yeah. It, and I know this is a, this may sound like a stretch, but it's like he's scared of snakes. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most common fears out there. Instantly making this guy kind of relatable to yeah. the everyman. Yeah. yeah. It's like he's this incredible explorer and this archaeologist and this belongs in a museum and the whole thing. And But then he's like scared of snakes. Yeah. And I'm terrified of snakes. Yeah. So immediately I'm like, I can relate to this dude a little bit because I also dabble in archaeology. I've fought several <laughs> Germans in my life. Yeah. I don't know if they were Nazis. Um, Probably. And I'm scared of snakes. So, Well, I mean, let's just take a second and talk about how much pull Steven Spielberg's got in Hollywood. He I has mean, all of it. Like, <laughs> So I, I, I have like a little scenario here. And this was back in 85. Mm-hmm. So when Back to the Future first came out, he was an executive producer on the movie. He basically was just like, I trust Bob Gale and, and Robert Zemeckis, I believe is what their names were. Mm-hmm. I trust you guys. Um they were friends. They were trying to get this movie off the ground. Nobody would bite on this movie. But he was friends with them. So they go to Steven, and they were like, listen, we've already done this once, and we really don't want to do it again, but like, we really believe in this movie, and we want to get it off the ground, and we need your help. And he was like, yeah, I trust you guys. I'll put, just put my name on it right, as executive producer. Mm-hmm. And he didn't do shit right. on the movie. Yeah. Right? 
<clears throat> so because he was attached to it, movie was instantly greenlit. Yeah. Right. And then after they start shooting the movie, I guess Universal didn't like the name Back to the Future. So they went to Zemeckis and they were like, listen, we don't like that move. We don't like that name. We're going to change the name of the movie to um, Spaceman from Pluto or some shit like that. Right. Right. And Zemeckis was like, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> and the studio was like, yeah, we are. <laughs> you don't have shit to say about yeah. it. So Zemeckis called Steven. It's <laughs> all you got to do. Yeah. It's called Steven. And he was like, listen, we need your help. Right. So Steven called the studio and he was like, listen, uh, this movie's called Back to the Future. And the studio <laughs> right. was like, okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Done. Yeah. yeah. I Done. don't know. The name, of the, the name of the movie kind of doesn't make sense to me. What, Back to the Future? Yeah. The whole the f- fucking plot is about going back to no, the... No, it's not. No, it's not, back Scott. To the no, it's not. Right, here we go. Yeah. In the first movie, he goes to the past. This had yeah. to happen at some he point. He goes mm-hmm. to the past, and he's trying to get back to the present. But when you're in the it's past... It's not... No, it's the future to the people in the past, but okay. not the future to the person who went to the past. Is it the... F- <laughs> it's not. It's not. Am I wrong, Reese? When Marty... Reese, you... You think critically. When Am Marty, I wrong? When Marty is in the past, where is he going? <laughs> Am I wrong? It's the it's the present. Is he to in the Marty? Present? The present. And Marty's is now. not trying to get anybody else to the future. Marty is trying to get himself to the present, which is his present, which well, is their not, future. You can't get to the. You can. The what? only time they try to get to the future is in the second one. Well, they, yeah, technically, because they, they're going to the future and from the present. And they guess where they're trying to get back to, Scott? The present. Yeah. Or the past. Or the past. Because they're in the future now, because so they have in to the get future. back to the past. Yeah. So Just like when Marty went back no, to the past, same, and he had to get back same to the future. Argument, same argument applies. Nope. It's the past for all of the people who are in his future. It's also, it's also the past for him because he's fucking existing in it in that moment. So he has to get back to the future, Correct. which I understand would be his present, but he's presently in the past, which means he has to go to the future. Thank you. By fucking it, science. Ipso no. facto, back, back to, to the future. future. Reese. Well, this thing, I, I see your point, and I think, I think it's Sucks. valid. Sucks. Shut up, Scott. <laughs> Reese has got something. Zemeckis would have never gone for that. And I think it's valid, but I would, like, you're almost both right. Because he is trying to get back to the present, but it's also about getting back to his correct future by not screwing up so many things in the past that it creates a different timeline. alternate timeline. Alternate timeline. Present. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, so, is, it is, it is it, his present. There's no yeah, argument yeah, yeah, there. Yeah. It is his present. Yeah. But while he's in the past, he's going back to the future. future. That's it. The future to all of the people that are in the past. <laughs> well, it's the future to him because he's not there. And it's ahead of time. This is a song that never the future. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, let us know who you agree with. Email us at greatamericancreepshow at gmail.com. Where? That's greatamericancreepshow at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up and DM us on our socials. That's Facebook. That's Instagram. It's definitely not Twitter, Don't but it is TikTok. You can get a hold of us on any one of those and yeah. just let us know whether you agree or disagree with Poopy Lukey. I'm assuming you're going to disagree. But give us your thoughts. Yeah, if you're well, stupid. And to make a good segue out of that, what I was what I was getting ready to say before the Back to the Future debacle <laughs> the old back of 2024 <laughs> um, is one thing I've always found interesting, and I and there may maybe there is a movie, but I can't think of any. Think about all the movies right now that are being redone. That's pretty much all mm-hmm. Hollywood does anymore is yeah. redo movies, recycle. Yeah. But yeah. nobody touches Spielberg movies. Yeah, they try to get Rob Zombie to redo Jaws. 
He no. said, hell no. He said, no. They, they've tried to get no people chance. to, yeah, they've tried to get them to redo. Like, I mean, they've came up with reboots of Indiana Jones, but they never tried to go back and recreate. Yeah, I think that just proves my point about Rob Zombie, though. It's like, he, even he knows he's shit. Yeah. So yeah, he's like, no I'm one not going to do it because all my movies are shitty. So he, he knows when to leave shit alone. Yeah, but it's like, yeah, no yeah, one yeah, should touch Halloween alone, but. No one should touch Spielberg movies. I agree. Totally. You know, like they haven't went back to try to do reboot Schindler's List. Yeah, you just you can't know, redo that. Empire of the Sun. You can't recreate or none of that those. nostalgia. Yeah. I will say that here's who can redo Spielberg movies: Spielberg, Spielberg. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Outside of that, if don't he, touch it, dude. If he was to go and do it with the new technology, oh my god, technology. Respect. Technology. <laughs> so another random fact Spend. I have, while Steven Spielberg was shooting this little movie called The Color Purple. Um, <laughs> yeah, just a little movie. While, oh, while he, and Oprah Winfrey in one of the coolest movies of all time. But this, yeah, is, his, this, is, this is his genius. While he's shooting this movie that went on to become one of his biggest movies ever made, he also conceived an idea for another movie with minimal effort and focus called The Goonies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He wrote this movie while he was making that movie. Yeah. yeah. And then awesome. was like, I don't need to direct it. I'll just let, you know, these guys direct it. And then stayed on as an executive producer. Right? Yeah. And then we get uh, The Goonies that yeah. he wrote. I mean, that's yeah. not even trying. Not even trying. <laughs> making an he effort. created... Because I guess I, I listened to an interview where he was making The Color Purple. And for whatever reason, he was just like... I think it'd be awesome to make a movie about a bunch of kids and just getting into a bunch of shit. Yeah. And then he just let his mind start wandering and he's directing making this Grammy award winning movie. Oscar award winning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, there's music in it too. I'm sure. Yeah, Cindy Lauper. I, I don't know that it won a Cindy Grammy. <laughs> Cindy Lauper was in it. <laughs> okay. Color purple. Her voice. No. Well, and, and, no, to and bounce the, off, the bounce off what you just said, Scott, I had yeah. read something similar and from what, now, again, this is something I read by, obviously, a journalist of some sort. He could have been making this shit up just to make his story interesting. But <laughs> is that Spielberg started writing The Goonies because The Color Purple was such a harsh movie. Yeah. And it was so hard for him to direct that he had to do something that was a little yeah. more lighthearted. Right. To almost, like, keep himself from, like, slipping into, like, a mass depression. Yeah. I mean, The Color Purple is also a hard watch. Anyone out there that's never seen it, you should absolutely go and see it. It's yeah. one of the greatest movies ever made, mm-hmm. and it's Spielberg. I believe so they did obviously. remake The Color Purple, though. Didn't they? I know that right now they're doing a, I believe it's a like a musical based it on it, um, and Fantasia Barino, I believe, uh, she was on American Idol. I think Good she's girl. playing Good girl. Um, the, the, the Oprah Winfrey character. Yeah, and so, they're, yeah. they're bringing Danny Glover back, and literally the whole time he just goes, I'm too old for this shit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's his only line. That's his only line in the entire movie. So the last honorable mention I have, and then we're going to get the fuck out of here, is Ready Player One. RPO. We have to put this on the list. Um, I think it's his most current movie. Is it? His, I believe it's his most current movie, right? I don't... It's No, because The Fablemans has come out since then, oh, yeah. um, which I desperately want to see because it's basically just like an autobiographical like take on his life. Yeah. Um, mm. So I really want to see that Paul Dano's in it, and I'm a huge Paul Dano fan. Um, but he's had, a, I think, a couple of movies since okay. then. But but this is one of his more recent movies. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So Ready Ready Player One hit on all cylinders for me. Obviously, being an '80s nut that I am, this movie um, there's so many Easter eggs. I don't even know if I'd call most of them Easter eggs because they're just 
blatantly in your face. Yes. Well, there's a throwbacks. ton of Easter eggs, too, but there's also yes. like a lot of just right in your face, nostalgic. Yep. I mean, it Pieces. is. I watched it yesterday. And I was like, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna jot down every single thing that I can find that's not on the surface, right?" I was pausing the movie literally every five minutes from mm-hmm. the bag of Doritos, like I was telling you earlier. When he's in he's in the trailer with his aunt, right when he gets hit by his aunt's husband or whatever, um, knocks him down on the ground, and there's a bag of Doritos behind him. That's that classic vintage Dorito bag, yeah, that the, 80s, 80s bag of Doritos, the white yeah. and red bag, yeah, yeah, low orange. But orange, yeah, sorry. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. Come on, Reese. Gee, yeah, it's orange. Man. I mean, I thought the <laughs> colorblind. I thought the taco flavor was orange, but I mean, no. This was before they were. They, they didn't they have didn't taco, taco flavor. The but, mm. Yeah, the but I, th- I think it was orange. We'll have to look it up. Weren't no taco back then. Not no. back then. Nope. nope. Not then. Nope. Yeah, a lot of Easter eggs. If you guys haven't seen it, definitely check out Ready Player One. We might do an episode all about that movie in the future. Yeah, in the future. Yeah. Speaking of Easter, we'll go, we'll, we'll, we'll go back to the future and make yeah. that episode. Yeah. Or the present, depending on your perspective. Mm-hmm. You, you mm-hmm. guys are just salty because I have a good argument. Depending on your incorrect <laughs> assessment you do not of the have film. a good argument. I do. I Marty do. is going back to the future. End back of discussion. to their future. Speaking of Easter eggs, he also directed Critters 2. <laughs> which <laughs> they hid in Easter eggs. That's another lie, folks. I apologize. <laughs> Has anybody got anything else? I got nothing, man. Nothing. I think uh-uh. we're good. All right. Spielberg, we salute you, sir. Spielberg! Spielberg. He regulates everything in Hollywood. He's damn good, too. But you can't be any geek off the street. You've got to be handy with the real, if you know what I mean. Earn your key. Spielberg! Mount up. It was a clear black night, a clear white moon. I was sitting on the couch watching Temple of Doom. My friend said, what's this? I said, what's up? He doesn't know Spielberg, this dick sucks. I can't forget Steven Spielberg is gone. I can't forget my friend will never be the same again. I can't forget Steven Spielberg is gone. I can't forget my friend will never be the same again. I'm sitting on my couch, peeping my TV. He's freaking out because in his hunter should be has no idea about the Spielberg fleet. That's still a cool word? Yeah, man. That's a, I think everyone says fleet. Fleet. Okay. Fleet is on fleet. Yeah. Thanks. All right. We all know that. No cap. So I take him down to Spiel. Rabbit hole. We finish Temple. Show him Jaws and RPO. He said the last was kind of slow. I said shut the fuck up. He called me a prick and I said you still suck.